protecting my family, my family's safety is my number one priority. And Taser believes that safer self-defense is better self-defense. I'm good with a gun. My wife is really good with a gun. My children pretty much are. Half of my children are, are not. Um, and if and one of them doesn't feel comfortable carrying a gun. Um, all right. How about a taser? It's non-lethal self-protection device that's small, lightweight enough to carry in your car, your glove compartment, your purse, and powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker so you can get away. And once you pull that trigger, it sends emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices are available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Plus, uh, the Taser Pulse Plus, or Taser Strike Light at Taser.com. Promo code Beck. T A S E R.com. Promo code Beck. America, welcome to Friday. We have Dr. Robert Malone on to talk about COVID-19 vaccine risks. Now, this is very controversial. Um, he's His videos have been taken down off of YouTube. They've tried to silence him. But he is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. He's the guy. Shouldn't we at least be allowed to hear what he has to say? In an interview that will be banned uh, on all social media and YouTube happens here. Freedom of the press to ask questions of Dr. Robert Malone in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Man, I have to tell you, there is something about getting up really early in the morning while the world is still asleep and putting on your jogging clothes and popping a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in and jamming out to your favorite tunes as you get in your first five miles of the day. I mean it. There is something about it, and I don't know what it is, but I would never be caught dead doing it. I prefer listening to my Raycon earbuds while laying comfortably in bed uh, until the last minute until I have to get up. When you get a pair of Raycons, you're getting crisp, powerful sound at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great. They feel better. I mean, they're just, I have to tell you, the Apple, I think, are so uncomfortable and they fall out all the time and they have that stupid stick on them. Anyway, Raycon is comfortable. They fit. They stay in your ears. Great quality and half the price of Apple. Raycon is offering even a bigger discount now, 15% off of all of their products. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. 15% off buyraycon.com slash Beck. Dr. Robert Malone, he is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. He has been speaking out about... uh, the the effects possible effects of this covid vaccine we welcome him to the program doctor how are you 
Good. Thank you, Mr. Beck, for the opportunity to speak to your uh, wide audience and yourself about these various issues of censorship and uh, free speech and uh, bioethics and uh, government transparency. I have to tell you, uh, one of the things that I am um, really concerned about in our in our world of advancing technology is I don't think people have enough conversations on the ethics of what we're doing, the ethics of of what we're experimenting with and what what the ramifications will be of some of this new technology. And it's disturbing because we're entering places where no man has ever gone before. Um, and we're just trying things out. And it sounds awfully dangerous. Um, so uh, I, I uh, as, as you've noted, I'm always skating on the thin ice of censorship. And, and right. as a professional in this area, I work with the government quite a bit. It's how I make my living. And, and Glenn, please understand, I'm not somebody who seeks media attention. This has been thrust on me because my friend Brett Weinstein had me on his Dark Horse podcast, and it yes. went viral. Um, it hit 800,000 people before YouTube pulled it down a week later. And uh, ever since then, I have hardly had a life. My social media accounts have exploded. I'm constantly getting calls from patients and doctors, and somehow I'm become the, uh, somebody who can give voice to a lot of the concerns that uh, the medical community has worldwide but is not able to talk about. And um, the bioethics so, has been one of the other key, key kind of wedges. I think it was uh, um, on Dark Horse when the point was raised, you know, this metaphor of the red pill. And um, for a lot of folks, if they think through the bioethics part, then suddenly it opens their mind and they say, oh, this isn't right. And now in a lot of times they know it intuitively that something doesn't feel right about how this is being handled. But when, when they kind of get the tools, you walk them through the logic, then they get it. So walk us through the logic. Yeah. So it's really simple. I'll try to say it quick. Um, we can get into the weeds of it, but uh, these are the main high points. First off, these all of the vaccines in the United States are under emergency use authorization. So I can tell you as a professional in regulatory affairs and clinical development, what that means is they're all experimental. So the statements mm -hmm. that this is the largest experiment ever performed on human beings in terms of uh, medical intervention, that's all true. That's not that's not hyperbole. It's just the fact. So they're all experimental. They're not yet licensed. Um, therefore, they fall under a federal law called the Common Rule. It's in the CFR. You can look it up. And that goes all the way back to the Nuremberg Code, etc., through to the present. And it has three main precepts. Number one, there has to be full transparency, full disclosure of risk. Just like when mm. you open a bottle of aspirin and you see that little insert piece of paper or you listen to the ad on the TV and, you know, 10 seconds of the ad is about the drug and the mm -hmm. remaining 50 seconds is about all the caveats of the things that can happen. And you'll recall that it gets down into the weeds. It talks about things that hardly would ever happen. That's the level of disclosure right. about risk that you have to be given by federal law 
um, if you're going to participate in any kind of a clinical experiment, which is what this is. So that's point number one, full disclosure of risk. Point number two, we can't hide those risks behind fancy medical words. So I can throw all kinds of medical jargon at you and make your head spin about uh, dysmenorrhea, for instance, or a uh, number of other terms that relate to thrombocytopenia. How many of you know what those things mean? Okay, well, what it no means idea. is the first one, that your menses are irregular, and the second one means that your blood platelets are low and you're in danger of clotting and having strokes and stuff like that. Okay, so the second part of the rule is that these risks have to be conveyed in common language so that a person of about eighth grade education can understand it. There has to be comprehension. Third part of the rule, this gets straight at the kind of liberties that we all fortunately still share here in the West. You have to freely consent to taking the agent. You cannot be coerced. Mm. What is coercion? Coercion is, oh, we're going to give out ice cream and so that all the kids can come and we can give them jabs without getting the parent, parents' cons, uh, consent. That's one form. Another form is in Canada, for example, they have a policy that communities have to stay on lockdown until at least 70% of them have taken the jab. Okay, That's called coercion. It's not allowed. You have to consent to participate in medical experimentation of your own free will. Last little caveat, ever heard of the age of consent? And here in the States, it's usually about 18. What that means is mm -hmm. people that are under the age of consent cannot give informed consent. They must have informed consent provided by a parent or guardian. Those are the rules. It's in the federal law. So that's my quick and dirty on bioethics. We can go on and on about it. Uh, there's a lovely video from Tony Fauci that somebody pointed out to me on a podcast where he goes all over this in detail. So we can't say that the federal government and the leadership is not aware of the fundamentals of bioethics. Over. So they would say, though, that, you know, we have an emergency uh, and we have got to do something. And that always leads to trouble when we have to do something. And I'm not anti-vaccine, um, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't feel like we're getting all of the information and they haven't even said, you know, what about people who have already had covid? I mean, I have natural immunity. I know that instinctively, but they keep changing and, and 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 not wanting to talk about those people. Instead, you're just supposed to get the vaccine. Um, and so something does feel wrong. If you want to take the vaccine, you should be able to take the vaccine. But if not, if you don't want to take it or you don't want your kids taking it, you shouldn't have to. Bingo. It's your body. You get to decide. Those are the rules. Well, that's the state doesn't own your body. And, and I, I right. want to underscore what you just said. Um, I, you know, I'm, I also live in Twitterverse, et cetera, in addition to trying to be a professional. And um, many people, there, there are those who assert that I'm an anti-vaxxer. Come on, guys. I invented this technology 30 years ago. I've spent my entire career advancing uh, vaccines. I was seminal in the development of what we now call the Merck Ebola vaccine. Okay, I, I have a mm. thoughtless track record in terms of advancing vaccine technology. However, I'm pro-rights. I'm pro-bioethics. I'm pro-transparency. I'm pro-honesty. And I'm pro-science-based medicine. And what we've got here, Glenn and have had from the outbreak. And I've 
been through too many of these outbreaks. I know how it is at the start. There's no information and everybody has to use expert opinion. We're way past that. Right. And what we've had is government officials, sorry, here in D.C., we call them gubbies, um, substituting their opinion for what they think is right or best for actual fact-based decision-making. And that gets them in trouble again and again. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is look at the FOIA emails that the Washington Post pulled out of Tony's email account. I'm talking about Dr. Fauci. All right. Um, let's um, let's continue this conversation. Let me take a one minute network break here. Um, but we're talking to uh, Dr. Robert Malone. He is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. Um, he he says there are some risks and you should be very well aware of those risks. We're going to talk about those risks here in just a second. By the way, his voice is being silenced by the media and social media. More in 60 seconds. Summer season is upon us. Barbecues, beaches, and fun in the sun. Everything's starting to feel like the good old days again, doesn't it? It kind of feels that way. Uh, where does that fit into the plan when it comes to, you know, taking care of your skin? Well, Chamonix has the perfect solution dealing with that summer sun. Genucel's sunspot corrector uses breakthrough ingredients to get rid of dark blemishes and sunspots for all those long days in the sun. It's packed with cutting-edge ingredients and a nourishing, hydrating base. The Sunspot Corrector delivers results that are going to have you looking in the mirror and being excited about what you see. Chamonix promises you'll see results within 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. So, no risk here. You're going to see results really quickly or you can just get your money back. Order today. Get GenuCell's Sunspot Corrector free plus the legendary GenuCell Anti-Wrinkle Moisturizer. It's also free when you order GenuCell for under-eye under eye bags and puffiness go to genucell.com or call them 800-577-8709 800-577-8709 you can order now and your shipping is free also don't wait call now 800-577-8709 get all the free gifts at genucell.com it's g-e-n-u-c-e-l.com 10 seconds station id This is the Glenn Beck program, <clears throat> excuse me, and we are <clears throat> talking to Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA vaccine technology, and he's speaking out about the COVID vaccine. So you're not anti-vaccine, clearly. Um, and are you saying that no one should have this vaccine or that we should just be aware of some of the side effects? Um, I'm not saying these vaccines are saving lives. And thanks for letting me just hit that head on. Okay. Um, right. What I have problems with and and Glenn, it, it I, I mentioned this on Tucker's show and I'd like to amplify it just a little bit on your show, if you don't mind. Um, no, and I ahead. checked in with, with some FDA colleagues last night uh, just to make sure that I was still representing what they understand to be truth. And these are very senior people. What we have is a situation in which the databases, this is going to kind of sound, kind of sound kind of wonky, the databases that are supposed to capture the adverse events, that's the bad stuff that happens in, in time relating to the vaccine. It may or, not, may, or, may or may not be related, okay? The databases that are supposed to capture this are a train wreck. They're very poor quality here in the States. And so when the CDC says that, we have this, that, or the other incidents of this, you know, for instance, the recent cardiac problems in adolescents. 
they're basing that on what, by their own admission, is really faulty data. We talk about VARES. There's also the VSAFE system. So that is the core problem here, is that we don't have good information to make calculations about risk-benefit for different populations. And folks like you, me, and your listeners don't have full transparency about what those potential adverse events are. That's not legal. They They are obligated to share it with us. My argument is not that you should or shouldn't take the vaccine. My argument is that you have the right to know and make your own informed decision. That's the federal law. It's real simple and straightforward. Now, I do have concerns about some of the adverse events that are happening. I do have concerns, and I think that, that particularly the Moderna vaccine, the dose is too high. I think that we need to quickly roll out re-engineered vaccines that are that no longer have some of these issues that are associated with spike protein in both the adenovirus and the mRNA. They're both based on gene therapy. Okay, I think that we really need to look at re-engineering some of those. And I think for those of you in the audience who are not comfortable taking a genetic-based vaccine, like the ones that are currently available, I gently suggest, and I have no conflict of interest, no stock in Novavax, but Novavax is a much more traditional vaccine product and if you don't want to go down the uh, RNA or advector road, I think there's a good chance that the Novavax product is going to get clearance under EUA midsummer. So it's it's not you know it's not without hope. You're not left with vaccine or no vaccine, or vaccine or ivermectin, as some people like Brett advocate. There's other options coming. Uh, so I just want to give so- that message out. So you were just talking about a spike in protein. Um, respond to this. Reuters just run uh, just ran fact check COVID-19 vac- uh, vaccines are not. What is yeah, it? Cytotoxic? Cytotoxic? Cytotoxic. Yeah. So I really they, they yeah. followed actually put a PolitiFact was the first one. And then Reuters comes out. By the way, Reuters is part of the trusted news initiative when we get to talking about censorship. OK, so we'll, we'll get there soon enough. Reuters ran this, and they did it based on statements that are really carefully worded and a little obtuse from federal officials. They didn't actually go to the scientific literature all, because apparently what's happened, I'm learning more and more, is with the mainstream media, they've all gotten lazy, and they seem to think that it's okay to just parrot whatever their colleagues in the media have said before, as opposed to actually going to the peer-reviewed scientific literature, which clearly, unambiguously, multiple peer-reviewed publications, press release from the Salk Institute, my alma mater, all say that the native spike protein, catch my words, they're carefully worded, the native spike protein is cytotoxic, it does open the blood-brain barrier, it does have multiple problems, and it's probably associated with the blood coagulation based on the Singapore paper that just came out reporting the adverse event of blood clots in the brain in far too many people than it should be happening in after mRNA vaccination. Okay, so Reuters, thank you very much. You made it really easy for me to fact check the fact checkers because all I have to do is pop open PubMed, do a search, and cite the peer-reviewed literature. You're wrong. Hmm. Now, what was done, this is the, here's the truth, okay? Then I get the comments, oh, but they engineered the spike protein for these vaccines so that it's not toxic. The problem with that is that that would require time travel. 
because they didn't know at the time that they were doing the engineering that these cytotoxicity hmm. and other effects happened. Okay, so they yes, they did do some engineering. I'm not sure that that engineering didn't make it more toxic. I don't know if it made it less toxic. Here's the point. The way it works in drug development is kind of like the French judicial system. You're guilty until proven innocent. In drug development, hmm. it's assumed that it's toxic until it's proven not to be toxic. So if you're going to say that the stuff that's expressed in these gene therapy-based vaccines is not toxic like the native spike protein is, it's your obligation to prove it. Now, I've invited people to post that are saying these things to post any peer-reviewed literature, any documentation that shows that FDA has forced the pharma or pharma has published or the NIH that engineered the NIH Vaccine Research Center that engineered the Moderna vaccine to post how they prove that it's not toxic. The data aren't there. I've never seen it. I would be, I'd be overjoyed to see it. Then I could put that concern to rest. But it's, it's one of these, it walks like a duck, it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And the fact that we have this overlap between the symptoms of COVID, the symptoms of long COVID, the symptoms that are associated with the post-vaccination syndrome with the adenovectors, and some of the symptoms more rare, perhaps less severe, that also are cropping up with the mRNAs. What's the common variable? It is the spike open reading frame protein. Does that make sense? Simple stuff. We are uh, we're talking to the guy who um, invented the uh, RNA uh, vaccination or the the uh, mRNA vaccination, um, and he has been silenced. Doctor, we have only scheduled a half hour here. I, I, could I? May I ask you to come back because there's so much more to this story, and I it will clear my, my schedule. So, and okay, I'm, would love I, to do that. I got to tell you, I get I get flack about going on conservative media. Conservative media are the ones that are interested in these topics of of free speech freedom of information, personal rights. If CNN wants to invite me on, I'll be glad to be on. (laughs) I have to tell you, uh, Doctor, this is not a conservative, this is not a political issue. This is a science issue, and we should all be looking for the truth, especially when we are, we're putting things into people's bodies and not getting the full truth. Back with more in a minute. Can we see if we can schedule him for Monday? Let's give him an hour on Monday. Um, all right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Rectech. All right, Rectech, big game day. You got all the snacks out on the table. The burgers are on the grill. You've succeeded in slouching as low as humanly possible on the couch and, you know, just, just ready to watch some sports and, you know, unbuckling your belt. And you think to yourself, old Glenn hates sports. So he's no doubt out there watching over the hamburger. Yeah, yeah. He'll be out there probably the whole game. That's where you're wrong. I have Rectech and Smart Grill technology, which means it cooks the food perfectly for me every time. I don't have to be standing by it. So when you're sitting there yelling at Joe Montana or Michael Jordan or whoever's playing the sport on the tube, I've already sneaked up behind you and eaten all the snacks. Yeah, and I'm probably going to eat all the burgers, too, because I'm not distracted. Follow Rectech on all social media. Sign up for their newsletter, Rectech with a Q, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com, Rectech dot com. 
Glenn originally got into talk radio to get away from Britney Spears. Today, he goes the opposite direction. His words on Britney today oh, yeah. on Glenn TV, blazetv.com slash Really important. Glenn. Important. Hey, everybody. Kamala Harris is finally going to the border. She's going to get to the bottom of it. I'll bet she finds global warming down there. No. Uh, Mark Morgan <laughs> is the former acting uh, uh, Customs and Border Patrol commissioner. Uh, we wanted to get him on the phone and uh, get his thoughts on what happened to the latest commissioner of the uh, Border Patrol, who's just been relieved of his duty. Um, what happened there? Also, what does he expect to be happening uh, with uh, uh, Kamala Harris uh, on her border trip? Mark, welcome to the program. Glenn, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. So give me your thoughts. First of all, what's happening on the border that Americans aren't really aware of because the, the, it's not being uh, covered? Uh, and what happened with the the latest head of Border Patrol uh, when he was let go? Well, well Glenn, first, l- let me talk about w- what's happening at, at the border. I, I think what the Americans don't know, and look, I'm going to be direct because I don't know any other way to be, because this administration did just flat-out blatant lies. It's beyond the political spin and misdirection. It's just flat-out lies. And I think what's really important is when we talk about securing our borders, Glenn, you know this. I've heard you talk about this countless times. It's not just about the illegal immigration threat that we face and that crisis. When you have borders that are unsecure, those borders, our borders, are unsecure to the vast, complex multitude of threats that we face from outside our borders, whether that's criminal Correct. aliens coming through and making their way right to every neighborhood, the drugs pouring through our, 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 our southwest border, making their way to, to every neighborhood. And I, and I could go on and on. That is, is one element that, that's being hid from, from the American citizens of this country. That, that, that's why borders secure and that, that the threats we face, the issues that we face do not stay in our southwest border state. They make their way over into every town, city and state right now. And it's a total uh, 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 catastrophic, unmitigated crisis on the southwest border. And now, so let me switch. So Rodney Scott. So I, I, I was actually the, the former commissioner of customs and border protection. Rodney Scott is actually the chief of the border patrol, which is a component within oh, okay. CBP. So, but, but, but this is important, Glenn. But, and, and I really appreciate you bringing this up is that, is that as the chief of border patrol, he has about 20,000 men and women underneath him. He is responsible, directly responsible ultimately for our border security. And here's the key. It's a career position. It's a career position of a law enforcement executive. It's not a political appointee position. You will find no other federal agency in this government where career officials are treated like political appointees. This man has a 29 year career. I know him. He's a man of integrity and he's a man of courage. And in this position, he has pushed back on this administration. He has been very honest and open about his criticisms with respect to what they're doing and how it's impacting their ability to secure our borders. And this secretary, DHS Secretary Mayorkas, um, look, if, if, if he cannot bully someone, a career official, if he can't turn a career official into to no more than a puppet to further his open border policies, he's getting rid of them, and that's what he's done. There's, there's no disciplinary ac- action. There's, he's not doing it for cause. He's simply doing it because he can't bully Rodney, and it's all political, and we should be absolutely outraged that this has happened to a career law enforcement official. 
how rare is this uh, so I, for I, this to happen? Glenn, I've been doing this for 35 years. I served 20 years in the FBI. And I can tell you, you can take this to the bank, that, that you, you could go through all the three-letter you know, law enforcement agencies, whether that's HSI under ICE, DEA, FBI, ATF, never been done never been done that they've gone to this level of a career law enforcement agency and they've been removed uh, without cause hasn't happened. So why is he, why was he fired um, uh, and removed? Was it because he was just a thorn in the side or that he knew what was going on? Uh, there was problems within that, he was trying to stop the administration from doing that we don't know of what is is the whole story just that he was a thorn in the side of the biden administration yeah glenn i glenn, i think you do a good job of just describing it yeah look, look right now the acting cdp commissioner uh, the, the, the the individual took my position acting right now and, and this, I, this is hard for me to say but i have to be honest that that's he is a puppet he, he, he is not pushing back on this administration. The political appointees are running the organization just like they are ICE. Right. And he is signing off on everything. He, he's, just a, he's just a throughput. He's not pushing back. He's not giving a sound advice and guidance. He's not telling them that the policies are not effective for border security. That's negatively impacting our national security. Rodney did that. Now, look, Rodney, because he served under six administrations, both Republican and Democrat. Now, at the end of the day, he's going to carry out their policies, as he's always done. But, but, but as American citizens, Rodney epitomized exactly what we expect, Glenn, from the career official, is that give his expert, uh, expertise and advice, honest advice and, 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 and guidance to the administration to say, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. If they ignore it, they ignore it, and he'll implement his directive. But that's not what they want. That's not enough. They want a throughput. They want a puppet. They want somebody they can bully and control. Rodney's not that guy. That's why they're getting rid of him. Well, it's interesting to me because this is almost a continuation of a conversation I was just having with Dr. Dr. Robert Malone. He's the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, and he's not anti-vaccine. I mean, he invented this technology. Um, he is he's not saying that it's deadly and no one should take it. He's saying, hey, there's some concerns. But my biggest concern is they're hiding things from you. And it, it, it not, not necessarily life and death stuff they're hiding. They're just hiding things. And they are silencing anyone who has a different opinion or just says, hey, the facts should be known here. That's a dictatorial government. And it sounds like that's exactly what's happening on the border. Glenn, as you were talking, I wish you could see me right now. I wish your listeners could see me. I've got a big smile on my face. Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't have come up with a better analogy. That's exactly right. Look, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. I've reached the highest levels of leadership positions in federal law enforcement in this country. I, I demanded, I made sure uh, that that I surrounded myself with people that were not yes people, that people that had their own mind, that people based on their own yes. experiences would, where I would come to the table and say, and, and I demanded, if you disagree with me, you tell me, and you can, you can say, okay, sir, you can still be professional, right? And say, I disagree with you. And here's why I disagree with you. I always say that, that you got to come with a justification and a reason and a solution. 
That's, that's the type of leader that Rodney Scott is. And but that's exactly what this Secretary Mayorkas doesn't want. He doesn't want any interference. He doesn't want anybody to say anything that is against his radical, open border, ideologic uh, 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 viewpoint that, that, that's absolutely going to do anything to stop their agenda. And I, I tell you, you can tell I'm, I'm fired up because the, and the other thing, too, is, is I know Rodney Scott. He's a good man, Glenn, and this, this is wrong. And if they can do this to a career law enforcement, I mean, I mean they just ended his career for, for no reason, no cause. He, Rodney has gotten the highest senior uh, executive service uh, uh, performance evaluations ever since he was uh, appointed to the SES ranks, uh, the highest marks. There's, there's, there's not been a derogatory performance evaluation. They, can, they cannot point to one issue on his performance of, uh, 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 evaluation that, that would justify this. It's all about politics. Uh, let me change subjects. Uh, the vice president went down uh, to Latin America and gave some beautiful speeches where she said, don't come, don't come. Um, however, you know, my... my 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 father used to say it's not your words it's your actions so son you can tell me anything but i see the way you're living your life i see the way you're acting uh and that's all that matters uh i think the same thing is being uh can be said uh for those people who want to come to america illegally uh or just want to come to america and they find this as an easy path she may say these things but are they taking any steps to slow this problem down. So, Glenn, both of those points are spot on. Look, it's a it, it's a joke. Let's be honest. I mean, the the, the the cartels and human smuggling organizations. I mean, they're laughing at this administration, right? And the words "don't come." It's even worse than that because because they're not saying "don't come," right? To, 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 we're talking about those that are intentionally illegally entering our country. They're not saying "don't come." They're saying "don't come yet." Right. So so it's even it's even worse. The fact that it's just words. I mean, their own words are, are telling them to still come. It's just a matter of when you should come. But look, you know, when, when your policies uh, absolutely are juxtaposed to what you're saying, the, the cartels, the human smuggling organizations, they are complex, uh, effective organizations. They know our immigration laws and policies and loophole better than most American citizens. They know that what's being said is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. They know that policy is what matters. And they know this administration's uh, policies have dismantled every effective policy authority and tool that we had under the Trump administration. And that our borders are effectively open. If you're an unaccompanied minor, the borders are open. If you're a family, the borders are open. If you were previously enrolled in the Remain in Mexico program, the borders are now open to you. And I could go on and on. The, the cartels know it. The immigrants know it. And they're exploiting that every single day. And every time I, I, I see uh, say that, it's just a joke. Um, the, uh, the vice president's trip, uh, she's avoided it and avoided it and avoided it. And then Donald Trump said he was going to go down and all of a sudden she's interested in going to the border. What do you expect to see, uh, this weekend or, or any, anything what's going to happen this weekend? Do you think? I, I think we're going to see a lot of nice, um, uh, pictures and photo opportunities and sound bites where she's talking to non-governmental organizations and other open border advocates. Uh, you, you may see her mm. tour an area that, that does not have a wall behind it. 
or a facility that is pristine and is not overcrowded. I mean, Glenn, look, look, come on, right? Let's be honest. You, you just said it. I think the majority of the American people that are really honest see, see, see this for what it is. It's just all absolutely the White House scrambled around trying to uh, deal with the optics, uh, political optics now being driven because President Trump said he's going. Look, it was just, it was just a few days before uh, this vice president was actually, I mean, physically laughing, laughing and joking about the, the absolute unmitigated crisis of the southwest border and making fun of it and calling it this thing. And then after the President Trump said he's going down, now all of a sudden it's important enough for her to go down. And look, here's another thing, too. And, and I, I think this is important. This is not semantics. Where she's going, Glenn, is important. She's not going to the epicenter which is this is the RGB, the Rio Grande Valley. That's the epicenter of, of the right. crisis, the lower part, lower part of Texas. They, they, this, this fiscal year, almost 275,000 apprehensions. They're getting the brunt of it. If she really wants to see the crisis, that's where she's going. She's going to El Paso, which is about 1,000 miles away. I mean, literally, that, that would be like you know going to a state that just had a, a catastrophic hurricane, and you're going to the outskirts of the town where buildings haven't been impacted, rather than going to the heart of the epicenter and standing next to buildings and houses that have been destroyed and talking to the people whose lives have been destroyed instead of people who their house is still intact and they really weren't uh, uh, affected. I mean, that's what it is. It, it, again, it's all form over substance. And Glenn, real quick, I don't, we're, what we're not going to hear is we're not going to hear her take responsibility for the crisis. We're not going to hear her call it a crisis. We're not going to see her talk to a Democratic elected sheriff for 42 years that's going to say this is the worst crisis he's ever uh, seen in his history along the southwest border. And the fact that his deputies have recovered over 40 bodies, dead bodies of immigrants. We're not going to hear uh, her talk to. Right. We're not going to hear her talk to border security experts, seasoned agents that's just going to say, you know, ma'am, we're getting killed. We've, we've, we've received over 200,000 gotaways this year. People have gotten past us because we're being distracted with providing daycare services to families and kids, leaving large areas of border wide open. Or the 7,500 apprehensions of criminal aliens they've done. Or the 1,000 uh, uh, gang members they've arrested. That, that, and those that get away make, make, them, make themselves uh, into every town, city, and the state. That we're not going to hear. And the last thing I'll say is that we're, what we're, I, I know we're not going to hear is any specific policy action that they're going to take to stem the flow and address the crisis. We're not going to hear that. Mark Morgan, former acting uh, uh, customs and uh, border protection uh, commissioner, uh, visiting fellow from the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for talking to us. And please pass on uh, my my feelings to every Border Patrol agent out there. And I think I speak for millions of people on this. We appreciate what they're going through. We understand as much as we possibly can. And we are behind them. Please don't give up on uh, on the rest of America and doing their job. God bless, Mark. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to uh, first let me tell you about we're going to we got some information for you right around the corner that you're going to want to need before the program ends. But uh, LifeLock is our sponsor. You know, there are some experiences that are better left un unlived. And one of those is identity theft. I, I don't want to go through it to know that it sucks. I, I know that I kind of can figure that one out on my own some way, some way or another. We're all going to face this. Uh, it's only a matter of time. It is getting worse and worse. Cybercrime and identity theft. And nobody can stop all of it. 
However, there is LifeLock, who has been on watch since the 1990s. They, I think they invented this, this category. They saw the problem on the horizon, and they've done something about it. Identity theft and LifeLock. If they miss something or something slips through the cracks, which is going to happen to everybody at some point, you have a team of restoration specialists that will help you if you are a victim. So call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, get 25% off at lifelock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, yeah, today I'm going to be participating in Brooker's Founding Flavors, the Liberty Bell Bowl Monumental Sunday Eating Contest. Oh, it'll be covered locally uh, in uh, Salt Lake City uh, by uh, Rod Arquette and KNRS. Mike Lee, Sean Reyes, Tim Ballard, David Osman, and me. We go head-to-head to see which one of us can eat this colossal Sunday. And... I'd have to say, I'm an early and late favorite. Uh, I am an expert at consuming ice cream. Don't nobody get close to this mouse tonight.